just outside of Boston. It was uh, it was like a whirlwind. So apologies for not giving you a heads up on being stuck in that whirlwind and not getting on last week. But uh, I mean, it was like it was go 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 basically for Friday through half of Monday for me, I guess being up there. But it was it was really cool to watch watch Keith work help him with what I was up there for, have him do some work on me. It was the crazy thing was like just about any exercise I did, it it was like, all right, I have been doing this completely wrong. It felt like not that like I was doing it super, super wrong, but there were still like eight things I could have done better. Like uh, the only things that were good were my squats. Everything else was like, my rows were not good. My incline press wasn't good. I could do better on split squats. Gar hammer raise. Could, I didn't even do that many things while I was there. And everything after the squat, it was hilarious. It was like, do this, do this, do this. And leg curls. I was fine on leg curls, but it's crazy. It's crazy what people have been doing it for 40 years now. Give us, give us a little bit of context. Like what? So what is, it's Keith, isn't it? Yeah. 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 What is, so Keith, what does he actually do? so he's a he's a trainer, um, and he'll he was jokingly offended that we haven't had him on the podcast yet. Um, so <laughs> next he'll he'll yeah he'll be on in the next couple of weeks. Um, but so he's he's a trainer outside of the Boston area that was working with. I, I always relate him to Charles Poliquin because it's the he's such a big figure in my head. But Keith is very much his own own trainer guy, athletist is his brand. But uh, he was working with Charles before I was born. Um, so it, he does all of the Charles stuff. He's part of ATG. He knows all of the the ATG stuff. Um, that's all the Charles stuff. He knows has a huge, huge bank of information and knowledge to pull from. And then he does some neurology work as well. And just about, as you could imagine in 40 years or 30 years, 20, however long he's been actually working for, you can amass a huge, huge amount of knowledge and information that you can apply into different areas. So I was up there helping him with the sales video for something he was putting together. But because I was doing that, he let me just stick around and follow him around for three days and pester him with questions. Oh, I, I should have counted. I probably threw 300 questions at him in that period of time. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Um, like watching him work with the athletes, general population, doing his work on some of the stuff that I still have him dealing with, um, critiquing my lifts taking other people's lifts, sharing old, old pieces of information and knowledge that he had. Um, like, uh, he's got like terabytes and terabytes of information from old seminars and old classes he's taken classes he's taught in the past. Um, so just seeing all of that was pretty, pretty unbelievable. What did, what did you find like for your own, I guess your own journey, your own coaching experience and the way that you coach, did you find anything um, in, in a means of working with people that you kind of like you gravitated towards? Like he obviously coaches people in a particular way. Um, did you find another level of your own coaching experiencing what you experienced with Keith? Yeah, it was a, uh... Two into the actual coaching aspect of it kind of came to two points for me. So there's a saying, I think it's from Josh Waitzkin's book. Uh, can't remember what his book is called. One of my favorite books ever, but it was something like study numbers to leave numbers and study technique to leave technique or whatever. But it was very much watching Keith work with all of the athletes and everybody it seemed like there wasn't a lot of structure and they were playing and was just kind of free balling it. But the truth is that he can put all of this together in his sleep. Like he's written so many programs, has all of them memorized, knows 
what people need. And it's just kind of like, all right, you need this, do this. This is how many will do like him. It seems like he's just like throwing weights, like, all right, grab the 35. like just pulling out of his ass. But what it really is, is like, he saw your warm-up set, and now he knows what you need to do for the rest of the workout in terms of weight. Like understanding at that level and understanding what people need at specific at specific aspects of their not aspects points in time, knowing what they need and being able to apply that. Like all right, now you need split squats. Now you need step ups. Now you need leg curls. Now you need these squats. It just it seemed so random, but it was very, very methodically put together. And then the other thing was he works with a lot of basketball guys and it's basketball season right now in, in the States, at least. Um, how he put together things for people in season. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody wants to make their athletes faster and stronger, but like we had a guy in... We went to one of the games because he had like seven seven athletes in one of the high school games. And then one of the guys that was playing that played really well came the next day. He's like, I feel like shit, man. Like I'm beat up. And he played really well and he was getting killed on the court because he's a, a jumper and he, you get hit when you jump. Um, so watching what he did with him, it was very, very little actual work. It was a lot of sort of all right, how can we get you back to baseline? Doing a lot of the neurological stuff and then a couple step-ups and split squats and some light curls. So that was something that I kind of intuitively had been leaning towards, especially with myself, of like understanding what you can do and what you can't do in season, but that kind of solidified it. So cool experience. Yeah, sounds like it, man. When you said whirlwind, I thought maybe there was a couple of hurricanes or tornadoes hitting Boston, but now it makes sense. But yeah. It was snow. It was snowing a lot, man. That's that is true. It was it was cold as shit, and it was snowing a lot. Yeah, yeah. What did um? Well, we'll, we'll organize a time for Keith to to come on. What if you were to take one thing from it without obviously giving too much away to to the listeners? Was there one particular thing that you kind of really took out from the days that you spent with Keith? Or is it kind of just like now that you've gotten, because I think that it's important for people to understand, like with Keith, like you said, it's 20, 30 years of, of doing this stuff. It doesn't just happen overnight, although we all kind of want it to. But that's how he's become so good at going like, right, you need this, you need that. I need you to do this now, this way. It's through actually doing the thing that now he knows, right, you can do this. I know you can do that. Let's go. Um, but was there anything in particular in the way that I guess Keith worked or maybe um, what you learned from there that you that's kind of sticking in your head right now? Yeah, it's it's sort of like uh, the biggest thing for me was like how do how do I learn this much stuff from people before like like how do I learn this like in ATG you kind of learn how to do an incline bench and it's sort of it's really just like all right get the dumbbell heads either side of your chest all the way down neutral grip and then you're up but when I did incline benching with the bar with him, it was like, I, it, it seemed like I had never incline benched before. Like it was, everything was wrong. And this isn't like a, him trying to make me feel bad on how to incline bench. Like he, he's incline benched 300 and something pounds in the past. Couldn't do it right now, I would imagine. But in the past, incline bench where I could squat and probably more. So it's, the all this kind of nuance and it was the same thing when i was rowing there were so many like little adjustments to make it's like how do how do i learn all of these tiny things without just following somebody like keith around for 20 years and prying it out like little by little and i don't have an answer for it which is the unfortunate thing so i guess i left with a a question i didn't have before but the other aspect of that is like uh, I left it like, well, at least I have a million things I could still learn. Like, not that I didn't know there was more to learn before, but now it's like you, you feel pretty good when it's just yourself when you're lifting and you're doing things with people and you're like, yeah, I, I know more than all the clients in terms of lifting and doing things. But then you meet somebody who really, really knows what's going on and you're like, all right. Not, I'm not as good as I thought I was. 
I guess it's hard too, because like, it's not that you want to compare yourself to other people, but it's always interesting when you've got people who are, who are significantly more knowledgeable than what you are in certain areas. I mean, there's probably areas that you're more knowledgeable than Keith is and, and whatever that is. I, I don't know what that is, but, um, I think that like that, that thing of having more questions than answers is probably a good thing because now you can go into the remainder of your, your trainings or the remainder of your life, if you want to look at it. So methodically like that, but now you can actually go in with more questions and see if you can find out more answers. That's the only way that I think you're going to be able to do that. And it's not even by spending more time with Keith because like that's, that's almost impossible to spend every single waking second with Keith. It's almost like, okay, you've gotten this little dose from Keith. Now it's like, how can I apply that to myself? I've, I've learned this. I'm going to take this away. I'm going to nurture it like a, like a seed. You're going to plant it. You're going to see if you can grow it into this tree, into whatever, whatever it is. So, I, I, similar things have happened to me in that um, respect where it's like, you've got, you've gained all this knowledge and it's like, damn, I wish I could actually spend more time with that person so they could give me more knowledge. But now it's like, you don't want to go and just listen to what they have to say and kind of replicate that. You want to do it in your own way too. So now it's time for you to go and explore new ways of doing it for yourself. Yeah. The other, I guess another interesting thing was, um, we, we talk a lot about like spending money on learning new things and getting better at stuff, but quietly, I, I don't know anybody who has spent more money than Keith. I don't think <laughs> like legitimately in the hundreds of thousands of dollars in learning programming, going to seminars, learning ideas from people, working with people one-on-one, -on -one, like buying programs together with other people buying and we're still very much like yeah like if you're gonna buy something like let me know we can go in on it together like all of these things like still very much putting money out and learning new things when it, it seems at that point you're like you probably know quite a bit at 58 i think he is but it was was still like on his toes, ready to pounce on any kind of new learning opportunity and not just throwing money away, but like this guy does something interesting. Let me pay to actually learn it versus just like watching people on social media. Mm. It's uh, that was, that was pretty astounding too. Mm. Yeah. There's, um, I had a call with, uh, someone else who I think would be perfect to, to jump into the podcast and he's all for it too. His name's Yorgos. He's the, the range training man, I think on, on Instagram. I'll double check that afterwards. I don't know whether you follow him or not. Um, I had a call with him two, three days ago, three or four days ago. Um, and he's big into range training and just for a quick explanation of range training, um, the simplest way to put it is working the same, I guess, muscle or muscle group, but just in different ranges. So we can take the bicep, for example, and we can work it. Um, it depends obviously on origin insertion. So like shoulder down into your elbow. So we're working short range coming up and down. And obviously like you can do this in many, many, many different ways. Uh, the ways that he described it was simple with like bands, for example, you can do bands standing up, coming forwards and backwards, and you can do bands coming up and down. So hand down by your side and then bands right in behind. And depending on where your body is, or for example, your hand is, would depend on the length of the tissue or the muscle, and then how you'll be focusing on working the range. Um, the way that he obviously explains it is like in his uh, Greek, Swedish accent, is very passionate and he's, he's got for what he's been doing. Um, it's some incredible, incredible knowledge. And I spent, I think it was almost two hours on the phone call with him. And for me, like, I don't have the access of actually going to Boston at, uh, like at my, my leisure, you know, or, or even traveling interstate Australia is so big. Sometimes it takes, takes a while to get places. Um, but the beautiful thing is of like the internet, I guess, and, and having the ability to speak with someone who's living in Sweden, who gives his time and, and obviously you pay for these things, but the amount that I learned in that 90 minutes, nine minutes to two hours was, it was insane, man. Absolutely insane. Um, so he's another guy that I really, really want to get on the podcast. He's all for it too. So for the listeners, you've got some pretty cool guests coming up through. Have you, have you seen much of his stuff before Maddie? I've, I've seen a couple people talk about calls that they've had with him and I, I have not, I haven't been on social media much recently as, probably tell I 
posted in 10 days or whatever, but uh, I've seen a little bit of his stuff. I haven't seen a ton. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got some really, really cool... Um, the way that he actually describes and explains things is at a very simple level. So for, for anyone who's, who's interested, I mean, Uncom offers it as part of their marketplace. So Uncom has like a marketplace where they've got people who are giving or offering uh, calls for some people do it for 50 bucks. Some people do it for a hundred, some for 500. So like, and they're doing a call or, or a specific um, selling a specific product to be able to help people in, in particular ways. So for example, that's what uh, Yorgos is doing. And, and some of the things, man, like just the ability, even from a nutritional perspective, uh, from a, a physical perspective as well, or a training perspective, like the way that he works uh, with bands, for example, like I said, like I mentioned before, and just playing with those different ranges. I went through a, an arm pump with a uncle member. We, we did a whole bunch beforehand, a bit of dents and some pull-ups and some pressing and, and deficit push-ups and that. But to finish off, we went through a bit of range training and, and just focusing on, um, we use dumbbells, so spider curls, and then just standing curls and then the long range curls. And then we got into some tricep work as well. So tricep kickbacks, uh, did some uh, tricep pull-downs and then uh, that were the cable machine and then some cable um, tricep extensions, like French press style, I guess. Um, but the way that like it targets the tissue, and we only did sort of two rounds of, it was 25 reps each with some really, really lightweight, but it's like, man, it just gets the pump going big time. Like there's some, and it's not even just about the pump, man. Just there's so much, <laughs> so much in there. It's a, it's a little bit too much to kind of get into and, and my brain's a bit fuzzy this morning. So it's, yeah, it's something and someone that I, I think would, uh, is really going to be um, a big, big player on the, on the podcast coming up soon. So pretty pumped for that. Yeah, I really, I really do like the, um, the aspect of playing with those ranges, like Keegan, Keegan sort of brought it to my attention. The biceps are a great uh, example of it. Like I, I usually do, yeah, the dumbbell works, like an incline curl, a standing curl, and a spider curl. Or I've done it with the posterior chain in the past, and you can do some really, really gnarly things with it. Mm-hmm. Like a, uh, I think I posted about it before, but doing six RDLs, eight 45-degree back extensions, and then 10 90-degree flat back extensions horrible horrible on your low back like you uh they're kind of super sedative with crying some people would say um (laughs) it's uh it's it really is something that i think quietly atg is based on and maybe Ben, ben doesn't explicitly say it very often but understands it intuitively and explicit understands it explicitly and can talk about it, but doesn't necessarily. Um, but another example of it would be the ATG knee system. So you can talk about short range, it's sled and pollock with step ups. A mid range is still, even though it feels like a really deep knee bend, the split squat and a full squat are mid range quad exercises, longer for the glute, whatever you could talk about it. And then a uh, reverse Nordic or even like a uh, KOT sissy squat is a long range exercise for quads. Mm-hmm. Now, is that how Ben sells it? No, but like it's that idea of range training is sort of what I think is the biggest breakthrough in strength training recently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I like talking about it. So having him on would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a wealth of knowledge. He looks like a Greek god. So like, uh, we'll put the we'll put his uh, Instagram in the show notes and guys check him out because he's he puts up some really really detailed, um, I guess content. He he doesn't really talk much on his content. He's not like you, who's like you know really kind of really out there. Um, but his so the knowledge that he has and the way that he does his, his videos and and his exercises and his explanations of things. They're, they're, they're pretty, pretty, like, pretty cool. So I would, uh, we'll chuck in the show notes afterwards. Um, and also Keith stuff too. I think it'd be awesome that we can, we can have them both on because there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of knowledge sitting in those brains for sure. I mean, from your experience, there's, there's been a heap. Um, one thing that, uh, just to go a little side topic, one thing that you didn't notice is I shaved my beard. So I'm not looking as, uh, as, uh, 
<laughs> clean, clean shaven as I was because the last episode we had, we're going to see who looks younger. So we'll chuck a poll out there. I mean, my camera is looking, is looking nice, which means and the lights hit me good, you know. So I like to think that I'm, uh, <laughs> See, I'm having, I'm having, uh, you're a little fuzzy on my screen. So it'll, it'll come out. Oh, I, now I have the actual recording is higher quality thing here. So. <laughs> I don't know how mine looks for you, but we'll have to we'll have to look at it afterwards and see. I shaved <laughs> I shaved my shaved trimmed mine a couple of days ago, so mm. it's 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 not super long. It's a couple of days in the making from where it started. So yeah, so a little we'll a little poll. I think I think it's a little poll. Time for a bit of a poll, and I'm happy. I mean, either way, I'm a winner here because technically I am older, and uh, and if I'm younger, <laughs> Maddie, whatever you're doing there, man, I don't know, I don't know. Um, speaking of. Speaking of uh, other things, I've, uh, I'm not sure if you can see it in the background, just just right here. I've been jumping in the ice baths uh, quite a lot recently. I don't know if you've been checking out the the shows, the socials, but I have. I've been, I have been seeing it. Yeah, and I've been doing a lot for my athletes, um, just post training, like a lot of them. So I've started a Sunday uh, recovery session for a lot of the athletes that I'm uh, that I'm seeing. So that's one thing that's been kind of like uh, getting athletes more and more intrigued about it because they play on a Saturday. Um, especially now since we've started with the the preseason games and 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 things are getting you know pretty high high end when we're moving into the start of the season. So a lot of players are starting to feel a little bit more fatigued, and and so been doing the sessions, so like recovery sessions, even including like some sled work or even just focusing on some upper body stuff too. But then getting them to to jump to the ice bath, man, they feel good afterwards. I'm like the pride on the line ice bath, which you can't you can see the the P and the R. Um, the 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 like the accessibility of this thing is insane like i know everyone i would love to be able to have one of the the chest freezes and just just go in there every now and again because it's always constantly there um but the beautiful thing about this is well, although it takes 310 liters which whatever that is in in uh that's it's a lot well actually it takes yeah. more yeah it's like uh, so that's 310 liters three quarters full which is where they recommend you you have it at because then the water goes over the top if you if you get in too deep um, so that's the only downside is that I've got to fill it up with a bucket load full of water every single time. But apart from that, man, it stays cold. Like you get in there, it's like, it's, it's pretty full on, very easy to set up, very easy to get going. It's, it's an awesome piece of equipment and it's very, very like flexible. Like you can just take it anywhere you want. It literally fits in a bag, probably a meter or so high or the height of, of what it is now. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what your experiences are cause you did an ice bath. I remember you did one a little while ago. Uh, was it in the chest freezer? You got a chest freezer now? Yeah, I have I've I've had the chest freezer ice bath for a little over a year now probably. I built I built it I can't remember when I built it, but I've had it for quite a while now and it's uh I don't, probably don't use it as much as I should. I'm uh the when I think I used it a lot when I was still in season or when I was still playing and would use it as a recovery tool then. Um and I thought it was really helpful. Uh, for that and I had a lot of other teammates that use it so it got used a lot then but now it's uh I don't have that need to recover so quickly anymore and I, I it's not as beneficial after a strength workout I wouldn't recommend it um so it doesn't get used quite as often as it probably should uh but it's uh it, it the ice is a powerful tool even if you don't believe in the physical recovery benefits of it. There's, there's a lot of things on the immune immune response that could are looking beneficial, and even just in terms of, I was listening to um, Doctor Mike Isbell Renaissance period. I don't know if you've seen his stuff before. I yeah, I he does a lot of bodybuilding stuff, but then talks about other things. But I watch it just because he never fails to make me laugh. So I watch it for the information, but I, I always end up laughing at something stupid that he says. You stay, you stay for the laughs. I no, I come for the laughs and stay for the laughs. There's a lot of these things aren't even relevant to me, but uh, he was talking about the effects of different recovery modalities, like sauna, ice bath, massage, uh, foam rolling, whatever. And a lot of it, uh, according to him, at least I haven't dug into the research as much as he has, but, uh, a lot of it comes down to like relaxation. So if you think getting out of an ice bath is relaxing, like 
you have the kind of neurological, you're like, oh, yeah, this is helping. And not that it doesn't help, like, in actuality, but that's one of the most important parts of it. You think a sauna is relaxing, a massage is relaxing, all of these things. So he was a little more cynical than I am, but it's uh, it's a really the ice is a really interesting thing. Whether it whether it just builds character and has a placebo effect, I still like it. I still have my freezer that takes up valuable space in my garage. So yeah, you sure you don't want to replace it for another Nordic bench or something like that? I have an unbelievable amount of ways to do Nordic. I, I counted the other day. I think it's six. I think I have now six different ways to do Nordics in my gym. Wow. Wow. Crazy. The, um, the, sorry, the, the ice bath, just going back on what you said. So for, if you're strength training, um, the reasons why you wouldn't want to do it and use your ice bath after strength training, tell us more a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a biologist or a physiologist, so I couldn't give exactly what it, but it's it generally to put it simply is the way your body so when you do a strength training workout, generally you'll develop the micro tears and some damage to your tissues in and in response they grow larger and they heal and they become back bigger and you have more contractile tissue, you get stronger. Um when you get in the ice bath it kind of, everything contracts and the inflammation goes away in essence and blunts the recovery effort and recovery effects of the inflammation and the tears. So if you were trying to, you're training, you're doing technique work the day before a game. So you have practice on a Tuesday and you got a game on Wednesday, then you might want to take an ice bath after Tuesday recover, cuts the inflammation, and you're going to feel fresh and ready to play again on Wednesday. But you're going to lose the inflammatory response benefits of it. So that's why you wouldn't want to do it after strength training because you're not going to get as big, you're not going to get as strong. But if you just need to get ready to give 100% effort again as fast as possible, then it's a really significant tool. Mm. Yeah. I I remember um, Andrew Huberman talking a bit about that as well and he, he's got a whole heap of stuff and i'm sure that um, pretty much well it's, i would assume that most of our listeners have, have heard of him before um he talks a lot about uh ice baths doing i think it's like 11 minutes a week to be able to get yep. maximum benefits um which isn't like it might not seem like a lot but when you're in the ice bath it's a lot <laughs> yeah and you don't want to do it all at one time so it's supposed to be <laughs> two plus times throughout the week yeah. yeah yeah i think it was max was it max uh three minutes Three minute sittings or minimum minimum three minute sittings, maybe it might have been somewhere around there. I don't know the exact uh, stats on it. Yeah, I, when I do it, it's usually three three to four minutes would be the would be the mm. my my time frame. Yeah. There was also some. Uh, I think he talked about some. There was a really long time period that somebody did it for that had some ridiculous hormonal effects. I think it was like loop like semi cold water for thirty minutes. Yes. Something crazy. I don't, wow. don't. I wouldn't recommend that. Probably shouldn't have brought it up, but it's there's not necessarily a right or wrong way to do the ice. Like it's it's whatever you like best. And if you like best not getting in it, then if it causes you more stress and benefit than it brings you, then it's not worth it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, for some people, they're just like, no, nah, I just don't want to do ice baths because I don't like it. Just it brings more anxiety. Than it does relaxation, like you said. And I think that's a big, big importance is how can you get your body to, because you need your body to be relaxed if you want it to recover. It's not relaxed. It's not going to recover as ne- nearly as well as what it could if it was relaxed. I mean, I guess it goes to, to the other point as well with like nutrition and that. You get those people who just they eat like crap and they, you know, they can eat as much as they want when they want and they just don't put on weight. Or, and that's kind of like one extreme to the next. But for them, it's like it's not an issue. They don't really have to worry about recovering as well with top quality foods because they can still play and they can play well and they can recover well. And it's like, okay, cool, no worries. You just you do you. I guess that, that can be that can be one thing too. When there's so many people who or so many pros or athletes that are making their way into professionalism and then they're expected to do A, B, C, and D, and it's like, well, I don't, I didn't do that to get here. So why do you want me to do that if it's not going to help me in my journey and becoming a professional so and then like maybe there'd, there'd be a little bit back and forth um tell us uh how the soccer 
program is going and, and what you've been working on over the last month or so. I mean, obviously your time with Keith took took quite a bit of your time. Yeah. But, uh, what else has been brewing over there in the Scar household? Yeah, I mean, I had it released it to a couple of people. Have a couple of people still working through the first session of the program. They're probably coming towards the end of a month now. I've gotten some good feedback on it. People are liking it. I didn't. It's almost like I wish people had more feedback other than the, like they enjoyed it and they liked it and the program was good and the app worked and everything. Like I wish it was like everybody was saying like fix this. I was like cool, I can go and fix that. But I've since basically revamped everything. Um, just because I like I thought I could write better programs, I had a better idea on how to do it. So I've been shooting more. I've shot a tremendous amount of form videos. It's that's one of the worst things about having decided that I want to do all my own form videos is I've shot like a hundred and had to edit them all. Um, but just about done. I think I shot the last couple right before this that I need fingers crossed. Um, and then I can release it out to the email list again, and then it'll come to the, come to the people, everybody in the future. And we'll see how that's going. And then trying to get back on the content train with YouTube and reels and everything so it's been very not so much content a lot of focus on getting all the business stuff um which probably isn't the best idea but it's it's a little bit there's like a I spend all the time making content I spend all the time trying to do business stuff and it's it tends to go all the way here or all the way here and it should probably stay somewhere around here but yeah, that's well, you don't know till you know, though, as well. Like you could put in as much. I mean, it's with a lot of things. You um, at least you're you're not. I, I like lo- using this uh, this little. Uh, I guess it's like an analogy. Um, have you heard about the donkey, the hungry and thirsty donkey? You heard that one? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like at least you're at least you're working towards and you're focusing on one thing, and then you go back to the other side. Like you've had enough to eat. Saying so like, oh man, I'm thirsty now, so I'm gonna go back the other way. And I'm going to quench my thirst. And then when I've had enough to drink, all right, we'll, we'll go, go back the other way. So it's better than doing something, you know, not doing, not doing anything as a choice as well, or like just kind of moving in the middle and, and not doing half and doing half us is, is a choice too. So it's like, make sure that this is the one thing that I've learned. You want to make sure that it's not just you're focusing on like you, we want to do this or you want to do that and you want to get here and you want to go there because then your focus is nowhere. You need to have your focus on something. Not nothing at all. And it's a decision too. You're deciding to put your focus nowhere. That's a decision. Even if you're like, I don't know where to go, I don't know what to focus on, that's a decision. You're deciding to not do anything or to be like, I don't know what to do. So, and it's a big, it's a big learning thing that like experience for me was like, you want to try and do everything. And when you do, like you can, it's doable. It's not sustainable though. You can do it, but you'll get fucked up pretty quick. Like it'll really, really hit you. As, as soon as you start to feel like there's it's too much pressure, it's already too late. And then you're just going down this rabbit hole and it's like, it's, it's a, it's a challenge to, to get out of it. Happened to me a little while ago. I was doing the hundred calls in July, the hundred calls, um, for Uncom, just a challenge to myself. And I did it. And it was like, it was for me to get to know the members of Uncom and it was great. Like, because for me, it was, it was all about connection and it was all about really trying to reach out and, and, and bridge the gap, I guess, between members did it. And man, like it was full on. It came to like, the two and a half weeks, the third third week of the month. And just before that, I'm like, I feel, feel great. I feel really, really good. And then it hit me. It was just like whack, like a ton of bricks. And then it just came crashing down. I was doing like eight or nine calls a day. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was pretty full on. Um, and then you found your limit. Like I found my limit from doing that. And, and I had to settle down for a couple of months because that's what it is. Like you push, 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 push. And then and you just fall off. So if you're experiencing that push, just remember that that, the higher you go, the bigger the fall. So if you're going to keep climbing and you're going to keep trying to, to reach whatever it is that you're trying to achieve or reach, it's only a matter of time before that kind of spins around and comes back down the other way. So just be prepared for that. Like it's not, it's not always going to be upwards. Yeah. Put, uh, if you don't feel, if you, there was something along the lines of, if you really feel good, do a little bit less. And if you feel terrible, do a little bit more. Mm. Like don't, it, that's more of a gym saying, but if you're like showing up there and you're like, damn, I feel good. Like, don't, don't go kill like everything you could possibly do. Like save a little, save a little bit of the tank. You're going to feel like shit tomorrow if you do. 
<laughs> and if you feel like shit, like do a little, do just do a little bit more. You'll probably feel better. But uh, yeah. So what's what's been new with you? What's been brewing in the last couple of weeks besides you brewing ice baths? <laughs> Mind you, that's what I am doing because it, it gets. It's not hot today, but it has been pretty hot. You kind of just you get in the ice bath and it's already warm. It's like I've just chucked in twelve bags of ice, and that's not an exaggeration either. The ice that you get at the service station, man, that stuff just evaporates. You put it in and it just. It disappears, so we had to get heaps of it, and I've spent about five hundred bucks on ice in the past. That's why I weeks. bought the freezer. I yeah. bought the freezer because yeah. it was it was so expensive to keep filling my bathtub up with ice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm actually getting a freezer. I'm not gonna fill it up with ice because it just it doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna fill it up to use it as an ice bath because it just doesn't make sense. Um, and I would much rather keep meat in there and uh, just create blocks of ice than uh, than anything else. So we'll, we'll be doing that. We'll get to that soon. Um, hopefully in the next couple of days, my grandfather's got a spare chest freezer hanging around. So I'm just going to go borrow that and, and we'll use that, bring it back here. Um, but for myself, I've been working really closely with Zach Corsi, who we had on the podcast last year would have been one of the first couple of guests that we had. He's had a massive transformation, man. Like, so he's doing some incredible things. We, um, that when we, when we uh, had our first conversation from where he was to where he is now, it's, it's insane, man. So I don't know if you've seen, but he's traveled to Vanuatu. He's helping out on the Ancon village in Vanuatu. Um, basically, for, for those hearing about the Ancon village for the first time, uh, Uncommon Success, uh, Keegan Smith, he's created, a, I guess, a platform called Uncommon Success, and it's exactly what it sounds like it is. Uh, and so it's about creating your own Uncommon Success. Like, why would you want to be a, a common person working nine to five, doing all that sort of stuff? And if that's you and you want to do that, Pharaoh, like go and do it. Um, but there's a lot of people out there who don't want that. And that's what we're working towards. It's it's about becoming or creating uncommon success and whatever your uncommon success is, whether it's becoming a, a world leading um, coach for youth athletes or creating like Uncommon FC, which is, is amazing to already have an app um, up and running for that. So being a, a big part of that too, uh, Uncommon FC is a, a football program, uh, which that's what it is at the moment. And it's going to be so much more from, from there. But basically in Vanuatu, football or soccer is a national sport. Um, and Uncommon Success is starting to do uh, clinics and, and put on, I guess, events for the people in Vanuatu as a way of giving back um, and providing them with opportunities to be able to travel across to Australia or make it in the Premier League. So that's a big goal for Uncommon Success is to have at least, I think it's five or six players uh, within six years uh, be part of the English Premier League. And, and I put something out there and said, why can't Vanuatu be part of the World Cup in in, uh, in eight years? Like, I think that's a big goal. So 2030, we'll see, maybe they might be part of the World Cup. Um, it's really, really cool, like the way that it's all been working out, the way that it's going. But anyway, um, without going too much into it, he's working on the village. Uh, the village, if you want to learn more about it, you're more than welcome to, to have a call with myself and I can, I can definitely take you through what it is that they're doing. Um, but he's also turned into a little bit of a digital nomad as well uh, for him. He struggled a little bit initially because he's like, I don't really know what to do. Like Uncom was doing launch, uh, so the Uncom launch, and it was about launching a product. And for him, he didn't really have anything to launch. So he's like, well, I'm like, I'm here, and I'm, you know, I, but I don't know what to do. I don't know what to launch. I'm not sure where to go. And he, um, he came across ClickFunnels. And uh, so he's been working really, really closely with me to develop my own click funnel. Uh, and that's what I've been doing. So I've been creating content, been creating programs. So we've got a couple of programs uh, that are in the, in the shadows at the moment that are waiting to come out. I just sent him through one of my videos to get going for the, the lead gen, uh, which is really exciting. Like for me, it's, it's not something that I've really done before and I've really known how to do. Uh, so to have Zach be there as, as like a guider or guidance counselor, I guess for me is really cool. Uh, so he's been working closely, but well, we've been working closely together uh, to develop some athlete programs in particular for, for soccer players um, and working on, so there's body weight. Um, so it's like a, a body weight program, there's a strength program. And then I'm looking to introduce a, a skill or speed program as well, uh, which is all online, which is really, really easily accessible. All form videos are there the whole six weeks or eight weeks, whatever it's going to be, um, will be there as well. So just being able to offer more from an online perspective for me, because I'm looking to leverage my time more. Like I'm getting, it's, it's getting pretty crazy. Like I'm averaging probably between five and seven, five and eight clients a day, four to five, uh, sorry, five to six days a week. Um, so like for me, that's it's pretty crazy. Uh, and I see myself, like I had a conversation with Keegan the other day and it's like, how long until you feel like 
you can't take on any more clients. And if it's getting close, it's like, right, you need to leverage your time more because I can't do four or five people in one hour. But being online, I have the option to, for it to be infinity or unlimited. The, the world is, is my oyster, I guess. That is my time. So for me, it's about leveraging my time. Me being able to do that, me being able to leverage more of that time means I can help more people. It means that we can get, you know, obviously there's from a business perspective, it's great as well. So that's where we're at at the moment. It's just, uh, it's taking baby steps for me. And the other thing is, is being a father. I don't know if you saw, but putting together flat packs is, uh, is my new job. I did <laughs> for, see that. <laughs> for any, for any, uh, uh, to be or want to be fathers out there, uh, flat packs, what else is there? Um, doing a lot of things that you don't really want to do, but you've got to do like, I guess it's like training. Sometimes you don't want to train, but you just got to, you just got to do it. You know? So it's, it's where we're at at the moment. And it's okay. Like, uh, I haven't slept. I don't think I've slept well in mm, maybe six weeks, eight weeks, something like that. Like, and there's no kid here yet. There's no child. Like, I just can't sleep. I just don't know what it is. You know, sometimes I have a nice sleep or I just feel exhausted or yeah. But anyway, enough about me. That's, uh, that's where we're at at the moment. Have you, uh, have you gone through dot com secrets? I know you, Not I yet. know you've looked into expert dot com secrets is, uh, I've made a couple sales videos and, uh, so I, when I went up to Boston, it was to make a sales video for keys or a funnel video, whatever you want to call it. And it was like, I was kind of sitting there before I went up. I was like, how, what do, how am I going to make this video? And I was like, let's, let's open up dot com secrets. And I was like, it was, it literally was as easy as looking through all of the chapters and be like, this kind of sounds like what I want to do. And then opening it up and it was just exactly what the video should be. Like the, it was like, start with this and then go into these things and then pivot to here and da, 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 and then this is this and you close it and have the call to action. And I was like, this is perfect. Like, <laughs> like the, and obviously the difficulty is in executing that video well and putting the right ideas in. But if you're making videos and, or you're just building the funnel and, uh, trying to write the copy, trying to get the message across. I don't, I mean, we're a little late to the party here. Like this is not a new book, but mm. I'm sure it's still new to a fair amount of people. It's, and it was new to me a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, whatever. But, uh, it really is sort of astounding how it's just like, this is how you should do it. This is, this is what's worked in a million funnels before. This is what hasn't like, try it, try it like this and the different things. And it's, it's those three books put together are a pretty powerful, pretty powerful tool. Yeah. Yeah. Dot com sequence is my, is my next thing. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't been reading much at all over the last, whatever it's been just being consumed, um, with a lot of things. And I've, uh, I've picked up a, a new, uh, I guess we can call it a new toy. Like the, I don't know whether you've seen the, um, I think it's called the ring thing. There's, there's one in America. I picked up this, uh, it's called Gymnastics Forza. It's an Italian brand. And so like for me, I've been getting into a lot of the body weight stuff. Um, my knee's been a, a little bit dodgy the last couple of weeks. I think I went a little bit too hard on some hack squats. And um, I reckon there's been some cartilage which is stuck in between my knees. So we're just slowly working that back to where it, where it was beforehand um, because it's like it's, it's getting a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, I think there's a whole bunch of torn cartilage in, in my knee at the moment, but that's, that's not an issue. I know that I can fix that. So that's fine. But, um, the gymnastics force is like a, it's a ring set up where you can kind of wrap yourself up and into it. And, uh, and like, you can do all crazy sorts of things with it. So I've been wanting to do like a whole lot of ring stuff. And, and for me, like to be able to change from doing, I was very, very heavily on the, on the legs for a long, long, long period of time. And, now to get into a little bit of that, like it's real, it's real cool, real interesting to to get into it. I don't know where I was going with this, but I just saw it in the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to get that. I'm going to rip that out today and then and put some videos up and see how we go. Um, I think what I actually was, was getting to was with the, the dot-com secrets and, and with the, um, oh, what was the other one? I got the book right there. Expert. The or expert. Traffic. 
expert secrets yeah expert secrets like there is there is a step-by-step -step on there in the book however like i don't know whether you've checked out chat gpt but a G, yeah, chat gpt um, mm -hmm. i think it's going to chat gpt4 like it's is it still closed down or is it has it opened back I, up again i haven't used it in a week or two yeah yeah like i don't know if we spoke about it or if i spoke about it with zach man this thing is like it's crazy crazy it crazy crazy like to be able to just put up or create content you know you want to not that we're encouraging kids to go and do this but you you want to you want to do an essay on a particular book and you want to include like 800 words and you want it to be this long this many paragraphs make sure it says this this many times or has this letter or this word or about it like it it can just spit it out like that so i guess for content creation like there is absolutely no reason why you can't create content and also create sales videos too like it's for for um for copyright it's it's going to be huge massive yeah um when i was playing around with the having it write scripts having it create things it was it wasn't it didn't really work for me like the videos weren't great the ideas weren't great um not to say it's not great at other things like i'm sure it gives really good tax advice and things that are kind of straightforward like that it wasn't it wasn't my style i don't i don't think it had the greatest hooks greatest structure greatest ideas whatever um but where i think the real um the real way to get the benefit out of something like dot-com secrets is not necessarily reading all the way through i did read it through and i was like oh that's really cool interesting but it's the real benefit of it is like all right it's time for me to make a sales video i want to make a video to promote my webinar in a funnel and it's like all right let's flip open dot-com secrets and find a chapter that russell brunson wrote on exactly building videos and funnels for webinars and then you read it through and you're like oh this is exactly the information i was looking for so it's it's like it's, it's cool information if you're not like doing anything with it right now but once you need a specific guide on how to build something then it becomes unbelievably valuable so rather than expert secrets is a little bit different i think um, that's more of information. Like you like need to consume it all and then you build your plan and you can go back to it. But dot com secrets is very much like, all right, I need to build a webinar funnel. Let's open up to the webinar chapter and see what I should do. And then take that step-by-step -step and build it. So I didn't, there was a, there was an old Hormozy interview where he was like, yeah, I was, <laughs> it was something early on in Jim Lodge. He was like, yeah, I, I think it might've been a Russell Brunson interview. He was like, yeah, I was, started gym launch and I was like, I need to build the funnel that I was just going through and literally step-by-step step opening up click funnels and building my funnel at the same time. I was like, I don't, I don't understand what he means by that. Like, I don't like, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I'm sure it was helpful, but now I really understand that he probably literally had the book open and was mm -hmm. doing what I did and exactly following what was said in the book. So it's, that's where I think the, the biggest benefit is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of knowledge in in that book especially from russell brunson's stuff that he's got going on like it's really 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 cool what he can do yeah it's it's a it's not that it isn't a lot of work still to make something great but it's not that much work now that he's told you all the secrets like it's called it's called dot com secrets for well it's not a secret anymore because he published it but like it's and expert secrets, traffic secrets. If it's the same thing with the hundred million dollar offers or great leads or any of these other sales hmm. business books, it's like a tremendous amount of information. You could just read it all, and you could never read it all. And it'd be valuable if you read it, and then once you have the ability and you're in the right position to apply it, then it becomes like otherworldly valuable. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited to uh, see Alex Ormosi's new book. When's that coming out? His uh, hundred million dollar leads. Is that what it is? I think it's hundred. I don't know what it is called exactly, but yeah, it'll be. It'll be an exciting thing to read. I get my hands on it as soon as possible.
Yeah, for those who don't have time to read, like his, so he did uh, his book on Audible. He actually did the um, the reading on Audible for for his book, and like I don't know about you, but man, I love listening to his voice. <laughs> like he has a very soothing voice, and it's very like direct. And I, I I can gain a lot from his just from his Instagram videos. Like they always just sit in the back of my brain. They're always there. So those who do not enjoy reading would rather listen. Um, you should definitely check out his book. It's 99 cents, I'm pretty sure. Or if you get, if you have Audible, it's like it's a free $1 credit. So okay. you should definitely, yeah, you should definitely yeah. do it. It, uh, I don't know if you've tried this, but I, $100 million offers was the first book I did this with because Hormozy wrote it at the first page. He's like, I think it's more beneficial if you buy the audiobook and the actual book and you read it through while listening to it. It's like, fine, I'll give it a shot. I, every book I read now, I buy the hardcover and I buy the audiobook. Yeah. I read it. I legitimately, I read it so much faster and I remember so much more. That's interesting. It's I'm like, gonna... it's yeah, okay. unbelievable okay. for comprehension. So, what the biggest thing is that. You, ever, you know, you're like you're reading. This happens when you're reading a really boring book in school or something. You're like reading about Napoleon or something and you're going through and you'd like, you just like shake your head and you're like, I just read three pages and I don't remember anything. Yeah. That doesn't happen when I have the audio book and the actual book. Cause it's like, it, I think there's probably something along the lines of it's two different like stimulus into my brain and being young is like, What's going on? Like one thing isn't enough. Like you have to have the two of them. And I put the, I put the speed on like two X, two and a half X to make it go really fast. And if I zone out at all, I lose it. So I really have to like focus, focus, focus. So I don't, I don't get any of those brain farts where I miss a page. I miss a paragraph and it's two and a half X speed talking is faster than I can read. So it's like, I just fly through books. It's unbelievable. Speed reader, speed reader. He actually, I do remember him saying that, and I um, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. I think that that is the the next thing for. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, okay. You've you prompted me. Speaking of uh, prompted me, I'm on day fourteen of uh, Duolingo for Spanish because the last podcast we were talking about some Spanish, and uh, now that I'm under the pump, I can't remember anything. <laughs> 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 But I haven't, I haven't missed a day. I still got I mean, my streak. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're still on it. I'm, I'm going into that. I put, on, I put in about 15, 15, 20, maybe even sometimes half an hour into, into doing it. Like it's, it's, a great, it's a great app. I think one thing that, that's going to be a bit of a struggle for me is actually um, being in that environment, uh, which makes it a little bit more challenging. So even just listening to things in Spanish in the car or like and not understanding a word that people are saying, but still listening to it anyway. Um, one of my clients actually can speak Spanish relatively well too so it's like right we're speaking spanish together that's that's part of my training okay it's part of my training but yeah uh, i um i love the um the duolingo like it's starting right from the right from the bottom right from the bottom so to be able to to get like right back and actually feel like i know what an apple is now manzana like i i can i <laughs> that's been pumped into my brain that many times it's it's not funny <laughs> there's some of those that you'll never forget like I, I still like like pool pool is piscina because because <laughs> it's like oh what do you do you piss in a pool <laughs> oh, you piss in a pool yeah yeah it's stupid things like that that you never forget but even still like I'm my Spanish is Duolingo pretty good like I I don't miss many I'm a couple sections in whatever like. But I tried to listen to, so there's a guy, Juan Carlos Simo. There was an old Charles student that Keith knew and Ben Clairfield knows. And he's listening to Dominican. So most of his stuff he posts in Spanish. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to listen to this. I had absolutely not the slightest idea what he was saying a lot of the time. <laughs> like I've had, I've had Spanish conversations before in Spanish, but like when it comes to like specific knowledge like that, and I was trying to listen to some conversation in Spanish I heard at the airport or something the other day couldn't couldn't get it it was there's a stark difference between being fluent and being good mm. and I don't know if I'm even good so yeah I, I'm I'm 
definitely been humbled. Like I have a long way to go and it's fine. Like I, I'm happy to put in the work. Like I want to put in the work because I would love to have a second language. And even like what we were talking about on the last podcast where now you've got a different point of sale too. Like you can actually, if you can speak with more Spanish people or you can speak with people of a different language, like you have an opportunity to, to expand your business and um, travel overseas, you can, you can use it because like, people respect that as well. Um, but yeah, back to the, back to the, the Duolingo, like I, um, I, I enjoy it, but I've been thinking about getting onto Keegan actually put something up on the Uncom, the app, uh, about language fluency. So like being able to, because he was in a similar position to both of us or maybe more so me than, than you, but you know, he was told like, you'd never be able to learn a language. And now he knows French, Spanish, um, some other, a couple of other, I think German as well. German, maybe in Polish, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, he knows all these languages and, and just he went through like a step-by-step -step thing about how you can actually become more fluent in, or become fluent in different languages. Uh, one of them was obviously get a teacher. And sometimes you go like, well, I don't want to sit in a class where like, I'm going to learn, like, that's why I hated doing Italian in class. Cause it's like, oh, io sono, tu sei, like you, you just learn like the, the boring stuff and it doesn't actually give you any want to, to learn more. It's like, sure, it's a foundation, but damn, it's boring, man. So there's a, um, there's something called italki, I think it's called, uh, where they've got like teachers from around the world. Um, and you obviously jump online and you've got people who will just speak with you in Spanish, um, or just, or teach you particular things, what you would like to learn. And they've all like got rated. It's really, really cool. Like, so it's, I think it's I as in like the letter I and then T A L. K-I-E, I think it is, or it might be just an I, no, T-A-L-K. Yeah, I think it is T-A-L-K-I-E. Um, and like, you've got pretty much every single language there and you've got teachers that'll sit there. Uh, I think some of them are like $5, five uh, USD intro course or intro call uh, for however long. And then it's X amount from, from then on in. I haven't really done it yet. So that's something that I'm entertaining at the moment, just because like sitting down in a classroom, I don't want to go back to school. Who wants to do that? Like, you know, I don't, I don't see myself doing that. So I'm wanting to learn more and immersing myself. I think that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, I def definitely being, well, I, I mean, being dropped in Mexico would probably be the best way to learn Spanish <laughs> quickly. But uh, having somebody to talk to like that is definitely helpful. The thing with classroom Spanish that I had a professor in college, I only took one semester in college, but what he said about the classroom Spanish environment is that you're, if you go all the way through and you learn Spanish in school till you're fluent, you're going to come out speaking absolutely perfect Spanish. All your grammar, all your vocabulary is going to be absolutely spot on. If you just learn it, like I, I had some friends from Chicago that grew up around a lot of Hispanic people and can speak enough Spanish, but it's absolutely horrible. Like it's enough to get by and talk to people, but like, it's terrible, terrible. It's really broken Spanish. So which way is better? I know which way is faster um, and probably easier and more effective, but like, if you want to learn perfect Spanish, there very much is a route to do it, but it's the classroom route because they'll, they put it through like I've going through Duolingo. It's like, it's just like, it's like you got to put this here to do that. But in the classroom, they really stick it to you of like, this is why this is the grammar rule. This is how it works. And then you learn it like that versus like, just do it a whole bunch of times and you'll, you'll remember which, which word goes where. So it's, mm. it's whichever, whichever you like. I mean, I'd rather, be fluent in broken Spanish than like sort of no perfect Spanish. Mm. Yeah. 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 I guess that's just the, uh, which one do you choose for me? I know it's because at the moment, like it's, it's more of a, a time value thing. I, I value putting my time into wanting to learn Spanish, but I don't value it that much that I'm going to spend four hours a day learning Spanish, five hours a day learning Spanish, because there's a little bit more that's more important to me than, than just doing that. But hey, anyway, who knows on the next, I don't know, maybe who knows at the end of the year, here's a goal for us at the end of the year, let's do a podcast completely in Spanish. It will last about three minutes. <laughs> it would be horribly boring for anybody who actually speaks Spanish and even worse for people that don't speak Spanish. Um, 
But I will do it. I'll do it. Done. Done. Anyway, that's coming into an hour. Another good chat. Matty, we'll Great try and put up usual. as many links. Uh, yeah, definitely. We'll try and I'll put try, up I'll links. try and remember everybody uh, to put it there. Keith. Keith. Uh, Zach. Yeah. Zach. Rich. Uh, Pride on the line. If you want an ice bath. Pride on the line. This is a twin ice bath. They've got uh, four different sizes. So there's like a, there's a blow up one that they've got, which fits like, I think four or five people. They've got a trio, which fits three. They've got a duo, which fits two. And then they've got a single one or an uno, which fits just the, just the one. So nice, nice Spanish. I'll, I'll throw all the links down there, <laughs> but, but uh, speaking of links, where can everybody find you? Get me on uh, Coach Carly with the three R's on, on Instagram. There is uh, just mainly stories at the moment. I haven't put out much content in a while. I've, I haven't been on the content train. Uh, just getting my other things in order first. So the content will start coming back out relatively soon. We did a whole bunch of recording with Zach uh, a couple of weeks ago. So that'll be coming out very, very soon. Uh, how about yourself, Matty? Yeah, you can watch, you can watch Steph mercilessly put young athletes in freezing cold water. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, score performance everywhere. S K A A R performance, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. I think that's Epic. about it. Epic. Yeah, call it a day. Let you go get into your ice baths. Let me sit here jealous of the weather you've got there because it is horrible and snowing here. Well, it's but, uh, uh, 18, 18 degrees and uh, sunny with a little bit of cloud coverage. So Yeah, uh, it's just about 18 degrees here too, but not in, not in the same scale. <laughs> yeah. We'll enjoy that weather. <laughs> Yeah, I won't. Um, all right, brother. Good chat as always. Thanks for everybody who's listening, and we'll uh, we'll catch you all next time.